the Minnesota Football Show, your regular dose of smart, socially aware, and occasionally snarky news and commentary about local, national, and international soccer. The Minnesota Football Show co-hosts are Bridget McDowell and Sheila Reed, produced and co-hosted by Rodrigo Sanchez Javeria and Eric Silva Renner. You can follow the Minnesota Football Show at Show on your social media platform of choice. Subscribe to and rate the Minnesota Football Show on iTunes. Welcome to another edition of the Minnesota Football Show. We are getting we're getting closer to the start of the MLS season. I can't believe we're still saying that, but thank you, Qatar. Right? I mean, that's that's uh, um, that that's it. I'm here with, of course, my favorite two people that we do podcast with, Bridget and Eric. How are you guys doing on this? Extremely warm, warm day. Yeah. Oh, I forgot be, uh, uh, a sleeping a sleeping bigotes. Yep. 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 Mm-hmm. Doing pretty well. Can't wait to like figure out a way to, to take the Minnesota Football Show logo and turn it into like a dog tag. Oh. Like uh, you just have it walk around with a little Minnesota Football Show engravement. There you go. That, that way, that way, people will actually like if ever happens the dog will be like, oh wait, what's this Minnesota Football Show? And then. At least they'll listen to the podcast once. It is good marketing, sir. <laughs> Bridget, how are you? I'm all right. I uh, I have plans to get outside and enjoy this weather this afternoon before the snow mm-hmm. comes. So. I'm, I must have missed this. I think I heard, but uh, tell me about the snow. Uh, we're getting a massive storm from up north that's going to, I think they're saying like 8 to 10 inches around the metro starting tomorrow night monday night and okay all right dropping back below freezing so this is what happens with uh hashtag puppy life i'm getting a little more disconnected (laughs) (laughs) you're you're gonna lose him in a snow drift tuesday (laughs) i'm gonna lose you back up on the navy oh no (laughs) i can't wait to like you're like you go through. We're like, where's the dog? Moments in the house. Like, where did the dog go? And then you actually have to look everywhere for a dog. My dogs are bigger, so like when I say, "Hey, where's the dog?" One of them usually pops their head out from wherever they're getting in trouble from. It's like, oh, look, there's a garbage can over here, Dad. The cat, the cat will disappear. Yeah, yeah, I just my brother has a cat. I like the cat, but I'm just not a hundred percent cat person. Like, but it's okay. I like, I like, I like the fact that they get to push people around and do whatever they want. That's like my main favorite it's, thing. I'd be like, it's oh a yeah, very different kind of pet ownership. I think they own you. I was gonna say it's more like a, it's more like a contract agreement kind of thing. Is like, yeah. it's yeah. like, all right, all right, human, you you get five pets a day, That's exactly. but you must hey, keep my water and food. I'll sit on your lap, but you can't touch me. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That's exactly yeah, what it is. Exactly. It's funny. Um, well, should we jump in with some uh, preseason stuff? I don't have a whole lot of notes, so I'll kind of let you guys kind of roll with it. Um, after we, we actually got to watch, week. we got to watch some of this preseason. That was interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, tell me about. Are you referring specifically to the Timbers match or the other one, the Viking? No Timbers match mostly, but all right. Well, let's talk about it. Uh, final uh, again. This was after we recorded last Sunday, the thirteenth. 
uh, Timbers won, MNUFC nil. Um, the other thing I thought was a kind of interesting from their their press release was this this portion where they say, "quote The game wasn't without chippy emotional play, despite it being preseason." End quote. Blah blah blah. Which is just like, yeah, you keep trying to make this rivalry happen. It's kind of based on some racism and some kind of bad tensions there. So it's kind of like mm, this could this could, I mean, this could end up in the wrong direction. Go ahead, Bridget. Diego Chara got the goal. So. There you go. um yeah you know of all the games to be streamed of course it would be these first two that we get to watch where there were no goals and it was kind of uh lackluster like Mm -hmm. 11 guys kind of playing a game together um and then of course the viking game which i think everyone has seen uh some highlights of the one that was not streamed uh is the one with um some big player returns and goals but if, yeah. if you're looking for something to, to make you feel better about uh potential through 2022 these first two matches were not it um yeah they they, they weren't they weren't great but like i think it's good to see that they're creating really good opportunities to score right yeah and getting getting some of those names in there who we haven't seen for a while i mean right got in uh they they did like a full line change god i for the last 30 minutes and i kind of want to write him an email <laughs> i want to write nico an email say bring back the same hair you had style you had last year <laughs> throw please. it out <laughs> throw it out please 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 like i don't know like yeah it's like it's just i just can't I just can't tell him apart anymore. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, is that, is that, is that Nico? Anyways, yeah, oh, yeah. he got some I, playing I don't time. Anybody. But I, I think the, the thing is, we knew Portland is a great transition team, right? And so, what you know, and and um, what I did like though is the fact that in the second half we had like major substitution, right? And we actually play the young guys, right? <laughs> and like. I think you know McMaster comes in, uh, Kevin Gucci with the with the um, demolition man type of t- haircut with the yellow cut on the side. I mean, like Ooh. it was it was I was like, who's that? Who's that? Nice reference. Had, yeah, and then and we had the uh, then we had the trialist um, that was playing our center back. I mean, it was it was fluid and i think when you put in the young guys that's where we just started pressing and then creating more opportunities and unfortunately right it's like you know like uno comes in with a second batch of players and he's not getting service because a lot of these kids are trying to do the best that they can to impress because they're working for a roster spot and like he sort of disappears but starts integrating himself into the midfield and he starts when the ball starts going on the right side, he starts creating plays, which I was like, okay, this is cool. I was like, you know, this is not what he usually does, but he's, he's, he's trying. And so there were opportunities. There were several opportunities, you know, Unu missed the, missed the sitter. Um, right. But, you know, it was, at least it wasn't Angelo Rodriguez's style, you know, <laughs> could definitely have been worse. Um, yeah. It, I mean, that first half, I think it was a lot of counters for both sides. Every opportunity came off of a counter. Um, and you don't see that change until that full line change when the kids come in and start 
really working midfield, um, spending time in the final third, which was not happening in the first half. Um, so yeah, in that in that sense, it was it was good to see what possibilities there are in terms of um, depth and the bench, uh, and you kind of hope that we see more of that this season. Of course, we saw that last year as well, where you know you get a bunch of those substitutions early in the season, and things really start to look up, and then they end up back on the bench or not in the lineup at all. Um, so, it, I mean, it kind of gives me hope that we'll keep playing those guys and that this isn't like just a preseason deal. Um, actually give them some time. We can hope. We can hope. Um, well, anything to say about, uh, let's see, this was Wednesday when they played RSL. It was a nil-nil tie. Uh, anything on that one? I wasn't able to watch that one, actually. It was the the... They came out a lot more aggressive, and the passes were were crisp. And there was a and there was a time where like um, like the ball just kept on going. You know, it, the passes were really fast and crisp, and they were going forward. I think that's one of the things I I like this team is like in the sense of like they understand that they're trying to switch the ball from one side to the other. But if you keep them switching the ball one side to the other, you're not going to move anybody. You have to be able to meet those, you know, vertical passes or or, or long balls sometimes. And they were doing it with Dalati. Dalati got a couple of those out there. Uh, but at the same time, like, I, I want some of those more penetrating passes to be able to move the defense. The more I see that, the better I there was There were times where, like, some of our center backs pushed up and, and, and got those deep passes in, and, and that moved some stuff. So, so yeah, it was 0-0. Zero, zero. Yeah, there's the you know. There, did, did they do chances. a full uh, a full change as well? Was, was it like the quote typical starting team, and then everybody got swapped out at half? Uh, yeah, I think it went a little longer this time, but it was uh, it was good to be able to just have everyone else get some get some playing time. I think um, specifically with RSL, it's it's interesting just because RSL you know made it longer in the playoffs last year because they had a deeper bench and and us and us having um, players that, that could be that kind of change of pace coming in the second half now, it, it seems to be good. Like McMaster could, could be a, a good – if he stays healthy, it, he, could be, he could be competing for a spot in, in, some, in some game times, I think. I, I actually like um, Montgomery. I thought he had a boxy game. Like he literally totally looked like boxy. He was pushing people around. He was doing last-minute saves. I thought he had, you know, a decent game because we don't get to see much of that. And so you got to remind me who that is. Montgomery and and, and other listeners too. I, I I guarantee you, I'm not alone. <laughs> oh come on! Remind me. Pull up the roster. Jeez. All right. He's a fellow. Isn't he fellow Kiwi? Uh... I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Okay. This is the, the he came on last year, right? Yeah. 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 No, I remember. Yeah. So it's it's the name face association yeah. that whole thing. That's why I said like I see these photos and like I recognize Mittenair, recognize Lud. Yeah. Well, Ray, Amarija, but after that I'm like, I'm, oh well, of, of course, like yeah, yeah, like the guys from 2019 or whatever 
all right, I, I recognize, but like everybody from like 2021 to present or even 2020 to present, I'm just like, that might be so-and-so, but I'm, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I like Kim and Gucci as in, in the middle when he got some playing time. I thought that was interesting. Um, he had some tenacity and, and I kind of like that. Um, McMaster did a decent job, I think, on the wing. Um, I think overall, like, it, it, it's still a process, right? There's a lot of things that need to be worked out, but, um, you know, I it, it should be interesting to see. Like, I was really interested to see with, like, how much attacking power would it be, and this has been, like, my argument and my, I don't know, what is it, my uh, advocacy for a 4-4-2 is just, just to see what would happen, to see when would you use it and all that stuff. And I think for me, like, yeah, like, People ask me, but like I totally understand that the way that the personnel of this team is, the best formation is a four-two-three-one, right? I think that's the best formation they can have. But when you either want to press really good or you want to chase goals, I think switching into the four-four-two was could 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 be fruitful. And I think that's 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 what the third game against Viking really showed, in a sense. Yeah, right? go ahead me. and transition to that. Yeah, because like I think we were down a goal, right, um, and we had just recently um, signed um, Minnesota United's probably hottest player, um, 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 Luis Samarilla, right? He he signed back with the Minnesota United and, and literally like hours later it was like, you know, he got to get some playing time and Robin Lewis scored like a like a blast. But then like, I forget who was it. Is it Bongi? It was Amarilla. I, I just... Don't forget who were the attack. Uh, I was trying to. I think Huno was in there too. Yeah, yeah. And then it just we were down, and that's when like it turned somewhat of a four-four-two. And then like the two goals that we scored were um, were within that within within that formation. I I totally understand that it, that it's not um, sustainable, right? You know, it, it can it it's not it's not the easiest thing with this this personnel because you have to play. You have to understand like. In a four-two-three-one, you have your four defenders already picked out. So then you have the two, where you usually go to Will, Will or Dotson, right? And then you have the three attacking. You know, you have Ray and then one wing, Lude on the other, and Fragapani on the other. And then you can play around with who your who your who your forward is, right? It's perfectly set for what the personnel that we have. But the four-four-two, Will Trap and Dotson already have two spots in that four. So then you have to pick. Out of your remaining players, you have to pick who plays on the wings, right? Reynoso has to be up there. And so then who plays a false nine or who plays that? Do you do you bring loot off the bench? Do you, that's the, you know, what is it that you want to do? And it gets complicated, right? Like, And I get it. But, I mean, this did last they, game me, it showed. Yeah, let me ask you this. Did, did they flow in and out of it? Was it? Was it – did they start with the original formation, then go to the 4-4-2 and then go back? Or was it very much like a we're just going to change – and then stay here type of thing. I've seen uh, none of these matches. No, I, 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 you know, like it wasn't televised unless you were following on someone on, on Rob's uh, Instagram feed. Yeah. I was, we'll I was Rob's grocery Instagram. shopping. So, cause I didn't think and I was he, able to watch it. So, and he didn't do that for the first half. So, um, he started the second half to stream. So I, yeah, I'm not sure what okay. formation they played. They put out a lineup, but they didn't say, um, how 
they were actually lining up. So because that would be ideal, right? I mean, that that's like Seleção Brasileira. Like they come out like the four four two, but then everybody's just constantly swapping positions I mean, the whole time I, and I would doing whatever. Heath, it was more of a four two three one to begin. Yeah, and, and then um, getting the other guys subbing in, they were able to switch right. into. Right, because because Amarillo, from what we saw earlier last year, like he he does not mind pressing, mm-hmm. like he he actually enjoys pressing the ball. And I think when a four four two, if you have your your strikers, your two forwards pressing for the ball, it it really kind of makes somewhat of a difference. And I think I heard uh, Bongi played well, right? And yeah, uh, let let me give let me give the Rob perspective here. So this comes from West Coast Rob. Uh, he was at. A lot of these matches, he says uh, for the Viking match, really good match. Bongi and Maria both look good. Would have loved both to have gotten on at half instead of the 70th minute. Bongi had great pressure when not in possession. Maria's goal was well taken, if not spectacular. Lud's goal was closer to spectacular. Uh, Boxy is a beast, still the biggest dude, even against a bunch of Norwegians. And wasn't afraid to lay dudes out. Good, That's good stuff. Uh, Matinair looked like whatever knock he got last week is behind him. DSC probably should have saved the second goal, but looked pretty comfortable playing out of the back. So there you go. Thanks, Roberto. Yeah. Uh, and appreciate you. I think DSC had a good first game too. Like one of the first games where you were just saving a lot of, a lot of shots. And yeah. I think that's, you know, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a great problem to have, you know? And I think, I think Heath at one point in a, in a, in a interview said, you know, it's like he, that he believes we have the, you know, the best goalie tandem. And I don't, I can't say I can't totally disagree with that. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't see which number one and number two, can you, do you have out there that, that, that compares to what we're doing? And so like, that's, that's good. But I think yeah, with deciding I mean, that, if you're, Maria, if you're yeah. at this stage and you still haven't decided who your starting goalkeeper is, he's, he's saying that it's, he's still open and they'll just essentially just pick one opening day. Um, and with, with, MNUFC too, I think, you know, that makes the decision easier because at least you won't just have one right. sitting on the bench forever, mm-hmm. um, depending on who you choose. Uh, quick correction, Montgomery is actually uh, Canadian. Sorry. Um, he's one of the two who we got from SC, FC Dallas. Yes. The other one was a Kiwi, I believe. Um, Montgomery is the one that United loaned to San Diego, like middle okay. of the season because he... Thank you. Hadn't been Thank you. Whatsoever. Thank you. I guess the other I, big piece of news. Well, not really big. We mentioned it last week, but we got the official communication that uh, Minnesota United has signed Kervin Ariaga. We knew that was happening. Uh, pay your child support, buddy. Get it together. Um, should be a good, uh, good addition, though. Nonetheless, I, I know there was quite a bit of excitement. Yeah, I mean, it's this. if you think about it, you have Ariaga, you have Rosales, and I think. Rosales is interesting because he can be very feisty. Like, and that and that Portland game that they had the prison where like, I forget who was the player that that dove that slid tackle at uh, Fragapane and Fragapane did not take it lately. Like Rosales was like the second person to get there and start shoving people before the little. <laughs> and I was like, wait, that this kid just came out. Like, he's like, what is he doing? I was like, I was like, all right, we'll see it's- what happens. So, yeah, good. But- Good scrapper. Um, good. So that kind of wraps the preseason. And here we go. We're getting ready to actually kick things off for real very shortly here. Yeah. Um, Dude, does Friday, anyone know what the weather weather prediction is for um, March March 5th for the phone opener? No. 
Is it going to no, be but... 30 degrees? That's cool. right now. Um, I was going to go for the the kit reveal on Friday. It's mediocre. It's 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 kind of what I expected. It, I'm I'm done with kit reveals. I, I know, honestly, really it's a black shirt. It's got some stuff on uh, it that looks like I don't even know, like a little pinstripey kind of thing. But it's very. I think Bridget and I were were joking around in the in the chat, and I said it's like it's like they forgot that the assignment was due, and then they crammed and pulled like a C or a C minus. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh... It's not what all the hype made me think it was going to be. I mm-hmm. I was expecting, you know, with all with all the graphics we saw with the with the star, and once we saw uh, like LAFC and Atlanta's kits where yes, you, know, you have kind of that subtle geometric pattern going on. Yes. Yeah, I was yep. that. Uh, the LAFC so kit is spectacular. Pretty, yeah, <laughs> but the pinstripes. I mean, it could be cool. And I'm all for black T-shirts, but I'm not going to go drop $135 yeah. on this one. Um, right. Yep. But like, I I was expecting more. So maybe if I hadn't seen all of those hype videos, I'd be like, oh, okay, that's not bad. But yep. it's just kind of a letdown. Um, yeah. March 5th supposedly will be like 31 degrees or so. Chance of snow. <laughs> we get another uh, snow opener again. <laughs> yes classic that's gonna be classic yeah. um, um i'm looking forward to throwing snowballs with uh with the uh with eric and family and, <laughs> and jamie at the same time we have to figure out what we're going to do we should totally i don't, I don't care what we do it's just it'll be fun um uh, yeah miller's mom liked my encanto tweet yesterday that was kind of oh that's right we haven't even <laughs> talked about that fill me in every freaking day i can't oh, get away yeah. from it and you didn't see my tweet I, so i posted a life update on twitter yesterday that i was finally mm-hmm. seeing Kanto uh because mm-hmm. my niece was here and um i need to rewatch it because she was talking about it the whole time <laughs> but yeah it was it was good good to finally see some of the songs in their entirety that she has been singing for the last like three months i have now taught three of my eight or nine students uh, we don't talk about bruno on not just guitar but cello as well because i started playing on guitar my cello student was like do you know that on cello and i'm like i can figure it out let's go <laughs> like oh i should just have g call you sometimes be like hey i want to know how to play this song yeah okay we'll figure it out yep yep eric with the er response okay <laughs> okay once again I guess we can do it one more time. You know, what's what's so much fun about that one for, for my my littlest one is that it, it's kind of taken Capibadas and Kwechi's uh, mainstream now. And, and the whole time she was watching it, she's just like, well, I got to play with those things for real. <laughs> not, not the animated <laughs> version. <laughs> right. No, like, we, 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 Encanto gets everyone into trouble into debate. Like, like there was a Twitter debate about the top tracks on that, on that soundtrack. And, like... A certain person that I should not name at the moment left out Carlos Vives as a top seven mm. song. And I was like, how do you do that? And then like a certain uh, MLS pundit got into my DMs saying, I mean, it's like, that's not right. I was like, yeah, so Carlos Vives needs to be the The list. Spanish soundtrack is phenomenal. Like, I, I, did they do it like on the same disc? I don't know how they released it, but like they have like the, 
the original cast recording that you see on the movie. Right. And then it's a lot of the same songs in Espanol. But then, like you said, Vives is on there. There's a couple other big Colombian artists and mm-hmm. Latin artists, too, that take the same songs. And yeah. It's really freaking good. It is. It is. And I think just, uh, you know, people, people, uh, people just, you know, it's funny because for me, Sant- Santi started listening to that and like started with Bruno. And then he, he has a very uh, interesting take on things in ears. And so then like, he's like, I really like this uh, song by Carlos Vives. He's like, can we play it? I was like, yeah, sure. And he goes, and then I go, well, you know what? He said, what, what instruments do you hear? And he's like, he's like, is that an accordion? I was like, yeah, that's an accordion. It's like, you know, you know what? To, and so we just, I just build it up and introduce him yeah. to Vallenato, right? Vallenato. And so, which he, which he makes fun of because, uh, you know, he, we have a joke on the whole thing. It's like, what, what is a, what is a, what is a whale's favorite type of music? And then Vallenato. Because you know, ballena is is a whale in Spanish, and ballenato is. It's so, anyways, right? So he's like, so he really got into ballenato, and so now it's open up him listening to Carlos Vives, like all these different mm-hmm. type of songs, and then in addition, he's like listening to, like old school, like, um, merengue hip hop now. Like he's, he's into fulanito now, and I was like, I was like, I I never thought I had this conversation with my son about music I used to listen to, and I was like, yeah, like, Carlos I mean, Vives you, you is great. Know. We go into a whole rabbit hole of how that that French Germanic instrument spread throughout not just the Americas but the entire world, and like yeah. every single folkloric music has a freaking accordion in it of some right. kind. It's, it's pretty wild. It's wild. It's yeah. great though. Yeah. Um, let's get back to our football here. I'm so happy, Bridget, <laughs> now that you're back in it. Like, Rodrigo and I were dropping this to the podcast like two months ago. You're just like, what the hell are you guys talking about? <laughs> no, we don't, we don't talk about that. We don't talk about <laughs> that. And my niece will randomly just like drop some line from it. I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about? It's from that song. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Yep. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll go back and say this. One of my students is very astute. She goes, um, very smart. She's like, you know, Disney being Disney, capitalist corporation, looking for all that profit. They had this thing all planned out. When, when they signed Lin-Manuel to do that, to do uh, the Hamilton, right? They must have put him on a 5, 10, who knows how long contract with who knows how many musical, uh, mu- musical writing, uh, composition. Like he doesn't even have to act. He's going to just kick a few songs out here and there, but you're going to do it over like a decade long period. Five ten million a, a, a clock, you know what I'm saying? Even like, more? No, it's got to be more than that. It's probably be like so. A Fifteen twenty million dollar deal. But I mean, he, he's he's such a good songwriter. I mean, who writes books better than that guy? I don't think anybody. So like, yeah. he's just gonna be like rolling, like Scrooge McDuck rolling. Yeah. There's the other little reference. Yep. That's the thing, too. That's good. It's, it's really, I had a conversation about this with someone else, and I was like, yeah, it's like, it's like Lin-Manuel Miranda now makes Broadway musicals for fun. It's like yeah, he, he doesn't, he, have to, he, he doesn't he, even have to he's act. Set, he's set. He's set for life. I said, literally, he's like he makes cameos in Disney movies and creates uh, music for it, and then that's it. I mean, like, I mean, you think like, about it, right? You want me yeah. to dance? I ain't gonna dance. What are you talking about? I'm done with that. <laughs> like any any animated movie that's come out in the last what year two probably has him in the credits as producer Correct. and or lyricist and or. Yep. It's insane. You got it. You got it. All right. Well, stay tuned for our, our uh, Lin-Manuel podcast. We'll, we'll get that one set off in a little bit. <laughs> I'll have a, a, a detailed um, 
showing of Encanto this week. Oh, that's that's Patreon content right there, Bridget. You got to record that. I would love to hear uh, Bridget's Encanto takes. <laughs> I can't. The, the funny thing is, um, who is the? Uh, his name is John. I always forget his last name. He's on Twitter, but he used to he used to write write soccer from time to time. Yeah. Um, he and he has his own little blog. He like you know was talking about how the how there there's missing goals in these last first preseason games, right? And and he titled "We Don't Talk About Uno." No, 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 right? So like, oh, like it's point. it's just it's just a great dad or parent or just an adult joke overall. Just a big old like. Yeah, like, that was John Marthaler. Thank you. Was with, he was with the paper. Yeah. yeah. And speaking of funny things, um, I don't know about if you guys got to uh, uh, listen to uh, the interview with the Charlotte uh, FC oh, coach. This is my favorite thing of the week. I love this. And so like, much. this is like literally, this is like one of my favorite sound bites I've had. So like good. They're all asking uh, what his expectations are. Uh, and Ramirez, uh, he's yeah. a Spaniard. Yep, and he's like, esperamos un poco a ver cómo que... No, wait, let me get my Spanish voice now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's go here, castellano, castellano. Esperamos un poco a ver a cómo queda el roster. Estamos cada vez más cerca. Ahora estamos jodidos. Now, Bridget, we don't, we don't know dónde está tu nivel de, nivel de español de castellano ahorita, but the uh, the English media were just translating this as, oh, you know, he's just a little upset that it's not going as well. Um... What, what's your take on, on the verb joder? <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a little bit stronger, right? Right. I mean, yes, you either, it <laughs> it's, uh, it's either we're screwed or we're effed. Um, <laughs> that's pretty much what he said. I, I love that he said estamos. It's like we all yeah. are, right? We, it's not him. He's, he's throwing everybody under the bus. He's like, no, I'm not screwed. We all are. <laughs> it, is, it is spectacular. Like, I love And he it was so upset much. because... There's a target that they've been having for a while, and they were able to. I don't know if they finalized, finally finalized, or they didn't, but it was just a. They just couldn't finalize the deal, and he was upset about that. And I get there it. There are multiple, multiple deals. Yeah, and I think that's the funniest thing. I was like, I, I, if we ever play Charlotte FC, or whatever it is, I'm making a estamos jodidos. So check it out. Think about a parallel universe where. I mean, I, this, this transparency is just phenomenal. Like, I love it so much. Parallel Universe, where six years ago, Adrian Heath walks in and, you know, right before the snow opener, right before everything, and he just looks at the camera and in his accent, I'm not going to try and imitate it, but he just like looks at the camera and he's like, well, it's not going to go like I want it to go. We fucked. <laughs> if he just said that like straight up, I, I, I think all of us, you know, that have been on him now for six years, we'd just be like, hey, you know, this is going to be terrible, but at least he's being honest about it and kind of letting us know. I mean, stop with the whole two or three more players thing and and just say, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I would would love it. I think it's wonderful. I think I would would love if he would just play on the two, three more players bit. Like he's in an interview and then he'd be like, yeah, I I think we're two or three more players away. And then he just snickers or he winks and he walks away. I'm like, that'd be... That'd be just an acknowledgement of the fact that he understands that this is like a somewhat of a of a of a running joke. But I, I, I mean, think it's go ahead. Yeah. No, I I think I think it's 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 wonderful. I mean, I know my yeah. my my Castilian Spanish was the accent was horrible. Um, nah, you did better than my would have. I like that, it a that's lot. um that's that's the last debate. But I I, I like the track. I try, I try to channel Javier Bardem. Like how how would Javier Bardem say it? Oh, <laughs> I, saw, I, I I listened to him in an interview yesterday. <laughs> 
and I was like, man, this guy is like, it's a whole different deal. I was like, oh, yeah. Wow. I have to. I, I might have to watch that. I w- I thought about watching the, the the Ricardos, but now I might have to watch it just because of, after the interview, just hearing what he had to say, <laughs> some things. So yeah, yeah. Oh, it's good stuff. It really. Oh, that's the best. Um, let's see. We got U.S. Women's National Team. They're they're doing their. Um, she believes, and that's actually going to be on TV, regular broadcast, uh, ABC at two o'clock later today. They're playing. Uh, they play New Zealand today. They played Czech Republic first, tied nil nil. That was a good game. Fun. Yeah, the, I mean the big narrative here is uh, Trinity Robin gets her first cap, so that's pretty awesome. The first of, I would imagine, many, many, many. Yeah, and I, I, I like the, the ability that you were playing a bunch of young players, and like I think, um, if anything, it, you know, like you should never be extremely comfortable wherever you are. Right. Like there's always there should always be work to be done. That's what I'm saying. I don't think you should have a final roster and a final way of doing things. Or should, you have to have that flexibility in everything to be able to see if, if you if you can fix things or, or patch things up or just try things differently. And I I enjoyed watching just all these young players get a chance. Right. And I think um, and I, I think, you know, they're fast. They're extremely fast. And I think once we uh, once they understand and begin to play with each other, um, and, and see what it is, that is exactly what you need. Is like, and so I think that's why the She Believes Cup is specifically made for that reason. You know, like mm-hmm. see who who's the next stepping up. But yeah, Makara was great when she had the ball. Like the first fifteen minutes was like all attack, and the Czech Republic. You know, they've they've done. They're a very defensive team, and they're a team that is beginning to export players into uh competitive leagues uh um and overall like they did a really good job just being able to their the keeper was amazing i mean there's there's the psg keeper so it's like so they were she was she had like four or five good saves that were like like that was like those, those are goals right like you think those are goals uh, but at the same time it's like these also is uh is a roster of you know not a lot of veterans in it as well too so you know, import them and you see what what happens so um, wrap this little segment up here with, uh, I, I don't know if any of you have your Aurora information up, but I know there was some more roster moves. If anybody wants to, wants to take it. I do not have it up. Of course. Okay. <laughs> they, they're they're signing that. defenders now, apparently mostly. Yeah. There's, so there's actually, that's been a, a running thing on Twitter too. Uh, what kind of formation is, uh, Aurora gonna play with their like five, six defenders and a few midfielders, and I think there's one forward. Um, so I was joking with Wes that it's gonna be like a five-four-one or a four-five, <laughs> <laughs> like that. Um, yeah, a bunch of local names though. I think I think that's the wonderful part about it is that there's local names that are associated with it, like you know, um, you know Megan Dahl, right? Um, Place for Bemidji State, I believe, right? I think, or uh, and then yep. uh, you have Rachel Preston, who they announced, and there it's a Lakefield defender, right? And I think they they play a South. There's a lot of South Dakota players on this on this mm-hmm. roster, yeah. Yeah. so which which is I don't have a problem. I just I'm just looking more and more, um, and then they also signed Maya, um, so I think that was I, I I've been following a little bit of Maya just a little bit because they, Maya Hansen because they uh, I think they. Is it, I forget the high school top of my head, but um, uh, it's one of the suburban high schools. But I, I think overall, like, 
they're making they're they're building this roster, right? I mean, um, Jill Bennett, right? I think it's uh, it's another one. Um, and overall, like, I don't know. I feel like you know we need to we need to see what else is. I'm also hoping that there's more um, there's more local tryouts. So it gives uh it gives other players that didn't get a chance to come out to the first one because of weather and all that other stuff. Yeah, uh, a chance to do that. They have one or two more planned, so that's definitely happening. Right, and I'm and I'm and, and I know they're like, you know, their season ticket sales are 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 up there now, and so should be should be up there in the next couple of weeks. But people have put the deposit in, and and people are are impressed with the response. And I mean, two thousand as of. I believe a week ago yeah massive that's half the stadium so mm-hmm. that should be should be fun i can't wait to to go out there and um me and eric will be will be an arm in arm just to make sure he'll be my we'll, we'll do the buddy system so we don't get lost in the roundabouts uh, in, in egan or we're on our oh, way around I'm driving system. to this I'm, I'm gonna be getting lost in like forest areas on my bike is, that's what's gonna happen like, do you really want to go it's going to be like when Rodrigo has a game out here in Matamida. He's like, hey. <laughs> and I text you. Call like, Bridget uh, out. <laughs> <laughs> Am I going the right way? <laughs> Better than GPS. Call Bridget. I totally, I did. I, I didn't call. I texted. I was like, uh, my phone won't tell me where I'm, where my phone tells me I'm here, but I'm in the middle of a road. It's like, That's, this is not where it is. Google Maps has not kept up out here. Amazing. And then I'm like, oh yeah, you just got to go back over that way. I was like, okay, where is that way? It's like, <laughs> no, it's great. Like whenever I'm close to Maramita, I always text, uh, text Bridget just to be like, hey, either you can come out and watch me, or I'm probably going to ask you where to, where I'm supposed to be going. So, <laughs> so I'm getting more comfortable because we use because I've been coaching U9, U10, so it's usually the same spot. It's a nice little field, but it's like in the middle of backwoods where like nobody knows yeah, where it's it is. So weird. It's it's fun to go play it though. Like I, when I worked weird hours, I would go out there like weekday mornings, uh, all through the summer, and I was the only one there, and I didn't see a single person, which mm. was awesome. But yeah, nice pitches back there. Well, let's take a little break, and we'll do some international things. Thank you very much for listening to the show. Join the Patreon at patreon.com backwards slash Minnesota Football Show. Welcome back to the second edition of the Minnesota Football Show where we tack, tack, we talk. Gosh, can't speak. <laughs> Are we in Boston now? I don't know. I, I don't We're know. We're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about it. Uh, we are. Um, we are going to talk about international soccer news and uh, keeping on tabs on our favorite uh, former loons, uh, Christian Ramirez. Uh, got into a little bit of an issue for uh, watching a, I think it's a Rangers game, and then getting uh, finding out that certain international fandoms don't don't really hate. Really hate more the other teams than they actually love their own team. And so, like, welcome, Christian. Welcome to that. Um, 
if you were in Colombia or if you were in any part of South America playing for another team, I'm pretty sure you would have cut that out before that. But and I, I'm know. surprised you didn't know that because I mean Rangers and Celtic are that's that's a hotbed of uh, yeah. I mean that's rivalry. like yeah yeah. <laughs> There's a hard line drawn between the two, and yeah. fans of other teams also have their side in that. Right. I mean, Rangers Celtic is going to be what Minnesota Portland will be like when, when uh, MLS has its 50th year anniversary, right? That's what it's going to be at. Heineken rivalry. That's right. <laughs> Heineken rivalry. It'll be some sort of thing like that. But in addition to that, um, I think there was a really interesting tweet in, in where a, I think a, um, a fan um, actually um, sort of bet that if, Ramirez was able to score that he would get a tattoo. Is that right? Can Bridget, can you can you elaborate a little more on that? Yeah, so this guy promised that um he'd he'd have Ramirez branded on him for life, in his words. Uh so he tweets out the other day, Well, Chris Ramirez did his part and scored the goals. Only right I kept my end of the bargain. Branded on me for life, you handsome yank. DMs open to arrange a kickabout. Uh, so he posts a, a picture. It looks like it's his thigh above the knee, um, the Superman shield uh, with CR and nine underneath. That's his number for Aberdeen. Um, so massive, just color black tattoo, red, yellow, blue. Uh, and Chris's response was, wow, class from you. You kept your word. I'll get you a signed top for myself and the team for the effort. Uh, so he he made up a little bit for the for the Rangers debacle there. This happened shortly thereafter. Um, That's so cool. I love it. I mean, Scottish guy falling for the American striker who no one thought could could succeed over there. I mean, it, re- it reminds it reminds you of the Pepe train, right? You know. Ricardo Pepe, like, was it one of the social media folks that ended up getting a, a, a Pepe train? Because oh, Pepe ended yes, up correct. Yeah. Yep, with the train. Yep, that's yeah. right. So that's that's uh, literally what this reminds you of. But good for, good for. Um, I I learned two things here. I learned that the upper um, part of the kit is referred to as a top, right? And the other one was there's something about a kickabout. So those are two things I learned from this dude. It's like I, I learned what a kickabout is, and I know what a, when they talk about top, what they what they talk about. I, I love learning new 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 nuances from other from other countries. So so I'm gonna <laughs> use that sometime, and then we'll see. I'll mix it in with my Castellano and um, my Catalan Castellano, <laughs> and be like, see how that works out. Use the Scottish lingo. <laughs> That's right. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> um. Let's go to kind of a historic thing that happened in Brazil. We had our first ever Supercopa Feminina. It's never happened before. Um, so you had the the uh, Copa do Brasil, which would be like the kind of the Open Cup equivalent here in the U.S. winner, which was Grêmio, versus the regular season winner, which was Corinthians. And they played they played the the big match together, and Corinthians won. So there's your first ever Supercopa Feminina champion. Pretty cool. I have a random question. Why do all yeah. the trophies look pretty much exactly the same for everyone? That is a there. <laughs> yes. I, I, I can't answer that. Excellent question. You're right. They do. 
Like they don't even try to vary it a little bit. I mean, you see nope. like random variations here and in Europe, and these are yeah, they're all like the same. Exactly. Right? The same yep. Thing. Yep. You're it's right. Like some weird, some weird uh, Nordic take on a cup, right? Yeah. Or they're just lazy. They're just like, oh, cool. Yeah, there's the right. template. <laughs> Done. They found some design and they just ordered 50. That's right. Okay, we're, That's, we're, right. That's what it is. We're good so, for some decades here. Right. So some grandma in Sao Paulo has a closet full of like 100 <laughs> trophies and just sit there. We're no, 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 no. We get a trophy so, from Okay, here. Here you go. So so, so grandma um and her and her and her nephew bought a 3D printer years ago before he got to bed. That's, yeah, it, there you go. And it was able to download the only the only downloadable type of trophy thing and they just it, sell it. That works. This one. Yeah. Right. Sebi right. is like, you're hired. That's right. It's like you can't sell it at the mercado anymore. I was like, okay. Uh good great stuff. gig for that family. Um, That's all I'm saying. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Uh, Europa League is, is, is just kind of interesting this year with both Barcelona and, and Dortmund and some of these big teams that are normally in champions there and having a kind of a tough time. Um, Barcelona tied, Napoli 1-1. They were actually down for most of the match. Napoli had the, the jump. Um, and Dortmund lose. Uh, Rangers 4-2 over Dortmund in Europa League. So kind of something to watch. It's interesting. Just, I don't know, Barcelona. I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the future. I like the the uh, the outlook with Xavi is positive. I'll leave it there. Um, Champions League, we have some big matches as well. Uh, I appreciate the fact that I got to watch Champions League again on regular TV, which is always fun for me. Uh, the first round on Tuesday, you had kind of the one that got a lot of the hype was the PSG Real Madrid match. Um, goes nil-nil basically until the very last second in stoppage time, 94, something like that. Uh, Mbappe does his Mbappe things, burns three defenders, scores a great solo effort, and that's your final score, one-nil. Now, well, hold on. I'll I'll put put a pause there for a second. And just just to mention that Sporting and – Sporting Lisbon and, and Man City played, and Man City just wiped the floor with them 5-0 like it wasn't even funny. Um, I don't know. Did did you – Amazing co-host, did you get to see any of those goals? Because the Bernardo Silva second goal is just out of this world. Totally worth a replay if you, if you didn't get a chance. From I mean, it's it's from like midfield. It's spectacular. Great no, shot. Totally did not get a chance. So. But it was a beatdown. Like a- after like the third goal, you kind of start to feel sorry for the Portuguese. You're like, oh, this is this is gonna be rough. It's no, <laughs> gonna don't. be a rough you, ride. You, you never you never feel sorry for the Portuguese. No. Um. Yeah, I hear what you're saying there, and that's that's actually true. <laughs> I, I smell what you're cooking. Um, all right, so going back to the Mbappe, PSG, Real Madrid thing. We are all aware, I think, that Real Madrid is courting Mbappe right now, and he seems pretty interested in this move. And the club is apparently offering him whatever the full salary would be. He'd be making a million dollars a week with Real Madrid, which is just, you know, what – what you the, the three, three of us are always we are accustomed to a million dollars a week in the oh, podcasting yeah. world. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's deal. just that, that's our coffee budget, you know. Pocket change, yes. So with the away goal rule now gone from Champions League, what what do you think the strategy is? I guess with uh, with Real Madrid, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And then, and then also this this weird relationship with Mbappe. I mean, two questions. Number one. Do you think Real Madrid is playing possum and just letting them score and then thinking we're going to come back to the Bernabeu and like put up five on them like 
like uh, Man City. And then question two is, if, you, if you're likely going to get paid a million dollars a week by this club you're playing against, would you score on them and rub it in their face? I'll, I'll be quiet. You guys take it. All right, I'll I'll take I'll take the first I'll take a bite on this one. Um, I think, I think, if you are Real Madrid and you really want to court this person, then you make sure your uh, your supporter group makes a tifo about it. So, and then that says Mbappe, please come, you know, Mbappe, get used to scoring goals here or something like that, right? And then you let him score a couple. I think that's it. I mean, like, if you really want to, want to, I mean, what is more important, Champions League or 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 uh, or landing Mbappe? I mean, that's that's the question, right? What is it that, that they really want to do? I mean, I, do I do I think Real Madrid can do it? I think so. I mean, I think PSG is 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 good, but it's not elite as they 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 there are there should be on paper, right? I mean, there there are certain things that. That they do really well, but there are other things that just gets just gets um, gets overshadowed. It just gets just gets really complicated because there's so many so many stars you have to try to satisfy in some sort of sense, like you know, statistically wise, right? I think it just it gets really muddled in there, and it just becomes really muddy in the sense. But I mean, PSG can can one day can be one game could be just turn it all lights out and six nothing win, and then the next day could be like can't do anything and then we lose by one at the you know 95th minute type of thing so anything to add bridget would would you be scoring against your team that's basically throwing a million dollars a week at you would you would you be like i'm coming at you i i mean i think it looks better than just showing up and and not scoring on them because you you know want them to take you <laughs> but uh oh that's yeah it's an interesting question i'm not sure what i would mm-hmm. do mm-hmm. i mean where else is he gonna go really where else who else is going to who else is courting yeah. mbappe no, no one's gonna no one's gonna no one. pay that much yeah 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 see no one um the following day we had uh, I'll do this one first, and I'll, I'll bridge it. I'll, I'll give you your Liverpool. Uh, Salzburg and Bayern Munich played, and this was super interesting because for the entire first half, Salzburg gets an early goal and actually holds. So you have Salzburg one, uh, Bayern nil at halftime, which I don't think anybody would have called that one. Um, Brendan Aronson, uh, U.S. Men's National Team, gets the assist, uh, and then of course Bayern are, are able to get an equalizer. But that's your final. There is one one. So. Big on uh, Red Bull Salzburg to hold these, these the massive champions Bayern to that to that tie. Uh, the other match, this one on regular CBS, uh, Inter Milan Liverpool uh, in Milan. Fun match, uh, Bridget. I'll, I'll go ahead and let you take it. I don't know if you got a chance to watch it or watch some highlights, but uh, pretty entertaining. Again, this one kind of came down to the wire, but go ahead. Yeah, I wasn't able to watch i couldn't get the stream to work uh, in my office um but yeah 2-0 liverpool that's the first leg of two uh and it was away it was a kind of a quiet frustrating match just the uh some of the live tweets i was able to follow it it looked like it could go either way um, yeah it was nil nil halftime and yeah you're right yeah. either way that's the way to say it yeah 
no goals until 75th minute. That was a Firmino goal. Uh, Sala followed up in the 83rd. Um, so they turned it around. Um, next leg will be March 8th. So got a couple weeks to go here. but The Firmino header is spectacular also. I mean, yes. off the corner, he's, he's 180 degrees turned away from the goal goal rather he's not even i mean he's looking at his oh, he's looking at allison essentially like hey, what's up man oh there's a ball behind me sweet and he just backwards heads it far post while he's having his conversation with allison it's out of this world what a goal i mean his his ability to do the the no look pass and the no look goal i mean he's he's had a few of those yeah uh, yeah it they were planning their beach holiday in Rio. I was like, you, you booked that one? No, I told you to book this one. Come on, man. They gave us a better deal last time. All right, on Copacabana. Got the thing here. Like, oh, ball got no, – no, okay, that's a goal. Cool. But let's get back to the beach thing. You got to get the right beach apartment. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a great goal. Great goal. Uh, let's jump to uh, CCL. Feel free to stop me if you guys want to comment on this. I, I didn't get a chance to watch much of this at all. But – we had uh, so Santos de Guapiles. I think they are Costa Rican, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, NYCFC goes down there, beats them pretty handily, 2-0. I think um, Castellano scores both of those, if I'm, not, if I'm not mistaken. And then Santos hosts um, Club de Foot, Montreal, and they win that. Santos wins that one 1-0. The uh, following day on Wednesday, you had... Wastatoya, I'm, I can't, I don't even know where that one's from, if you guys know. Uh, host Leon, Leon wins that one 2 0. Guatemala, maybe? Is that right? Not sure. Uh, Forge, I know from Canada, Forge FC. Host Cruz Azul, Cruz Azul win that one 1 0. And Deportivo Saprissa from, uh, again, Costa Rica and Puma, host Pumas, and they tie 2 2. Anybody get the Guastatoya? Looking it Looking. up. All right. Okay. Uh, finally, on, on was this Thursday, you had Comunicaciones. I know that one's Guatemala. They host uh, Colorado, and they beat the Colorado Rapids 1-0. And Sede Motagua and Seattle tie 0-0. Kind of surprising that Seattle didn't take that one, but, I mean, 0-0. That's, that's fine. Bring it back to Seattle. I mean, that game was also played without their – Favorite Brazilian. Oh, John Paulo not there. Yeah, he he didn't play. So he's he's holding down the beach property for Alison and uh, Permino. <laughs> he's uh, <laughs> he's house sitting uh, Marta's house right now. That's there you go. There you go. Like, oh, you bring Marta into it. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There's they a have their thing. own little island. You know, just just because you know it is a well known fact that all Brazilians know each other all over the world. They don't even. Yeah. They don't even have to like identify as the Brazilian. They know each other, you know. That's that's it, right? They they everyone has a list of names, you know. Of course, um, um, Guastatoya. Um, they are. Hold on, they are. Where are they? Yeah, Guatemala. You're right. Nailed it. Boom. Um. So there you go. So MLS. Yeah, I guess they're faring okay. New York obviously looking the strongest out of everybody, unsurprisingly, as the champions. But I don't know. If I was going to put my money down on one of these teams going deep, it'd probably be the Sounders. So we'll see what happens. The Sounders played decently, but it's also like, you know, 
other te- you know they're, they're they're just preseason form right i think yeah there were opportunities but it's nice to see jordan morris out there and you know nico functioning and all and so it's 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 understanding it's going to be interesting to see what happens when when the whole team gets together and and um oh who's the guy that went there is it rustak yes yeah it was, it was really interesting watching him play because he was taking corners and stuff like that so it was like I was like, yeah, this should be good. I mean, once everyone figures out how to play with each other, that's going to be uh, really, really interesting to see how this plans out. But NYCFC, I mean, with Maxi in the middle and they look strong. They look, they look really strong. strong. I mean, Tati. I'm sure Tati will. Once that summer window comes, that there's going to be a lot more bids and higher bids than currently it is, and because right now he's he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. Yeah, yeah. I'm, this I'm is an oh, Bridget. To, uh, I'm looking forward to watching Rusnak and and Morris and Ladero all playing together. That's going to be he's he's one of my favorites to watch. I think. Mm. Um, and if they can all find a way to really work together and make that mesh, they're going to be pretty insane midfield. Mm-hmm. Well said. Um. This, I just found this really interesting. This this is coming from Goyaz, but it's not necessarily about them. There, there's this new, I don't even know what to call it. A, um, It's like a, it's almost like a union, but not quite a union. It's called Fuchi Fuchi Ball. And basically the idea is the lower budget teams in, in Serie A and Brasileiro are, are basically realizing what we all, of course, know that they can't financially compete with Flamengo, Atletico, uh, Mineiro, Corinthians, on and on. Grand, well, at one point, Gremio, but now they're relegated. But like all the big names that everybody like knows. And so they're kind of like, they're, they're, I don't know, they're, they're basically saying, you know, we're going to look out for one another. We're going to do more trading within ourselves rather than get poached. Like, I, I think that's like the big thing of solidarity here is like, you know, Flamengo and Sao Paulo and all these guys are going to swing in and steal all of our star players then then our asses get relegated because we lose all of our best players um so like no we're just going to cycle between ourselves try and hold ourselves up so that we can all stay competitive and and actually have some kind of an advantage against the top whatever it is six which is kind of interesting i I have no idea in theory if it's going to function so besides guayas you've got avai seara uh atletico paranaense curitiba cuiaba juventude and Fortaleza, and that last one, Fortaleza, is kind of uh, kind of funny because they're like, oh yeah, we're all we're all the lower teams that are struggling. Fortaleza is going to play in Libertadores. <laughs> I mentioned that last time. They were kind of like the uh, the Cinderella story of this of this last campaign. I mean, they are not struggling. They are doing quite well. They finished fourth. So I don't know. I have no idea how it's going to pan out. Like I I like the idea, but as we tend to know how ideas go in between theory and practice. No idea how it's going to actually look. We'll see. Um, so while the USM, U.S. Women's National Team are doing their She Believes, there's a bunch of other tournaments of, of the women's sides kind of happening throughout the world. I know there's England host is hosting one. What's that one called? Do you guys remember? If you don't, it's okay. I just, I just know that the one's happening there. And then I know France is hosting the, um, the Tournée de France. And so Brazil's over there, and they're doing quite well. Marta doing Marta things. Uh, they tie Holland 1-1. Uh, 
and I think I can't remember who else is in Brazil, Holland, France, and I don't know somebody else. So it's cool. It, it's I, I basically put in here the it's the she believes effect that it basically started with that tournament here, and England is now doing their version, France is now doing their version, and attracting all these other different uh, women's national teams to kind of move around and participate, which is cool, which is which is great. I mean that's that's a really net positive thing that it doesn't have to be in just one spot that people can kind of move and shake and play in these different uh, different little tournaments. So good stuff. Anything for the growth of the of the women's game. Yeah, the tournament in England is called the Arnold Clark Arnold okay. Clark Cup. There you go. So, actually, has a Twitter account. So, who who we all of course know. I mean, Arnold Clark. Right, I, but I think it's being shown on CBS Sports. Yeah, you can right. watch it on Paramount Plus. So, nice. There you go. Yeah. Um, switching to the men's side in England, EPL. Had some. I don't want to spend too much time, but I think I, I want to give uh, Liverpool some some shine here. Three one over over Norwich, just because Sadio Mane. I mean, what can you say, Bridget? That goal. He. I mean, it was it was straight Pele energy. Like I haven't seen a bike that precise and beautiful since Pele. It was spectacular. It was insane, and I I wasn't watching because my niece was here, and I didn't want to deal with trying to log into peacock and all of that stuff um but when that happened i got a couple texts from people just oh my god watch this listen to it with sound uh and just the play up to it i mean it wasn't yep. like it wasn't like some errant cross that you know try a bicycle kick because otherwise you know you've got nothing it was a completely uh i mean it was it was a team lead up lots of passing uh Firmino was just juking through defender after defender uh playing keep away and then manages to lob one up near near Mane and he just leans back and goes for it it was gorgeous uh, yeah it was insane I don't think he was even facing the goal when the ball came off Firmino's foot I don't think so yeah, so, yeah. wow I mean and that was another uh, like zero zero at half, I think. And mm. they scored first. Liverpool was down one zero, and then to come back like that was just yep. yeah. What a goal! What a beautiful, beautiful goal! Um, I watched the uh, Man City Tottenham on on regular NBC. Really, really fun match. Like I, I just kind of tuned in to tune in, and and then really got into it. Um, I think I took the dog out to do his duty. And I came back at like the sixth minute. I'd already missed the first goal. I, I didn't expect Tottenham to score in the first five minutes, which is what they did. Uh, so right away, kind of an interesting little narrative. And then um, they get one back. Man City gets one back. 1-1 one, one at halftime. Uh, 59th minute, Harry Kane gets a great goal uh, with, with a son assist. He actually assists the first one as well. He's all over the place, man. Son is a fun player to watch. But... Again, you talk. You mentioned the buildup with Liverpool. The buildup to the second goal was all over. It was Son to another player, and I can't remember who. And then it's back to Son, and Kane splitting straight down, and, and eventually gets the great feed, and in it goes. What really fun. Um, we thought there was another one in the 73rd. Goes to VAR offside, so that that one didn't stay. And then uh, handball VAR in the 90th, and then Mares 
for Man City steps up to make it 2-2. So at this point, I'm, I, I almost shut it off. I was this close to shut it off. I'm like, oh, well, here we go. It'll be a nice 2-2 draw. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'll hang on through stoppage and see what happens here. And sure enough, 94th minute, uh, Harry Kane gets another one. Great, great header. And there's your final score, 3-2. A lot of drama. Really fun. We got into it. I, I just appreciate exciting matches. Like, you know, this, I don't support either of these two teams, but for you, Bridget, this this is a gift wrap here. So taking away some points, uh, Liverpool's got a match in hand. Uh, Man City at 63, Liverpool at 57. Hey. <laughs> you take it. Sorry, my computer would not unmute. Um, <laughs> it's telling you, you something you will not talk um, <laughs> yeah I mean at this point we will take every single point we will take every little bit of help we can get from other teams mm-hmm. uh, I was able to watch a little bit of the Chelsea match yesterday morning uh, they're in fourth I believe pretty close uh, so I was watching that just to see Pulisic uh, struggle a little bit. Mm. Uh, they could they could drop a couple of points, um, mm-hmm. which they did. Yeah. So yeah, we'll take them. We take it take absolutely. Speaking um, so of again, uh, yeah, speaking of not dropping points. <laughs> oh, he's got to got to got to slide it in. Newcastle has not dropped <laughs> there, any there points over the past three four games, so. We're officially out of the uh, relegation talk for at least so another couple of weeks. EPL will not be dropping two or three teams, including March. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but no, I mean, I think I think overall, like it's I haven't gotten watched a lot because a lot of times these games happen like early in the morning for me, and so like I wake up and I even try to do my best to set an alarm, and then I just. Don't wake up because they like. I sleeping. usually wake up to the score updates. Yeah, pretty much that's what I do. And then I'm like, oh yeah, turn on my peacock, see if I can see the highlights, and, and I try to watch that. But yeah, who knew, right? I mean, Everton's at 22, right? I think we're at Newcastle is at 22. You know, everything's getting kind of close in that middle bridge. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yesterday, I, I got to watch a lot of football. It was really nice on ABC once again. Like all this access, it's I'm getting spoiled here. Uh, La Liga on regular ABC. I didn't even know it was a thing. Thank you, MJ, for the heads up. Uh, got to see some Real Madrid versus Alaves. Fun match. Uh, of course, I was going for Alaves because why not go for the underdogs? Uh, Cal Williams, familiar voice, on, was was doing the call. Uh, nil nil at halftime. Real Madrid looked terrible which is not something you hear all the time. They could not get anything going. And Alaves was thrilled to just hang and counter. And I completely forgot that old, um, oh, what's the cat's name? Miazga, U.S. men's national team. He is the uh, center back there for Alaves. And he had a pretty, he actually had a spectacular first half. Um, wasn't letting anything come through. And so we go to halftime. And I don't know, the coach must have screamed at him or I don't know, Benzema or was yelling at people. I don't know. Something changed because they basically came out and realized they're Real Madrid in the second half. And basically, uh, Asensio gets the first one, the 62nd great left-footed blast. Really, really. It, it actually looked very much like a Robin Lund goal, if you go back and watch this one. Takes it down the right flank, cuts in, blasts it left, far post. It, it looked like a Lund goal. 
Um, and then he hits the post again. And then Vinicius Jr., he, he was kind of all over the place, but then he gets a nice little poacher goal again off of a Benzema assist in the 79th. And then at the very end, Benzema gets another one. So, or, uh, or gets his first, rather, with after having had an assist with the PK. So he scores the PK 3 now, tail of two halves. But it was a fun one. I just like appreciate the fact that I like watching all this great football on regular TV. So thank you, universe. <laughs> uh, we got we to do our traditional uh, Minnesota football show geography quiz here, uh, which is just me trying to stump you two. So Alaves, Alaves, where is Alaves located in Spain? And, and, and that's, your, that's your, uh, your hint right there when I say España. It, it is and it's not. It's in the butt. I don't know. <laughs> Just think think about how divided the country is ethnically and linguistically. That's I'm trying to give you a throw you a bone here. What region? What region? Fine. Jesus, what region? That's right. <laughs> oh, what region? That's different than where in Spain is that you know <laughs> Yeah, that's what I meant. What region my, of my, Spain? my lovely partner translate my yeah. translates my uh my BS. Um, Alaves has a very Castilian sound to it. So Alaves is like, reminds you of the religious aspect of the Alleluia. So the whole, pro- look at those wheels turn, Bridget. There's a lot happening and, there. And so <laughs> Alaves is, it sounds like a prayer. So then if you were to divide, because most of it's Roman Catholic. And then, yeah, if he gets uh, this, this would be incredible. Um, what region? Um, they have it, it because you're mentioning it. They have to be like in a really small place, and they have to be anti-capitalist some sort of way for you. Yeah. To to wow. Not not bad. Not bad. So no. it it. I'm assuming it has to do something with um, either the Vasque region or. Um, no, or just, other... just stay right. Just stay right there. There you go. That's my guess. Yeah. Ask region. That was incredible. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Journey right there. Very impressive. Yeah. That the, just watching that whole process was, man. I wish I wish the listeners could see that. That was that was something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my mom, my mom, Chavarria is Basque last name. So, mm-hmm. so. Um, I've got some good news here. I will throw this to, I'll give it to you, Bridget, because I had to, I had to actually look up this league, but uh, Miguel Ibarra, moving on. Yeah, so Miggy had been with um, San Diego Loyal for 2021, did pretty well. Uh, two goals, four assists, I believe. Uh, it came out on Friday night that the Men's Arena Soccer League uh, club the Tacoma Stars in Washington State had signed him. Um, according to the press release, uh, the owner of the club actually knew him uh, and had watched him play when he was with the Sounders after being released by Minnesota United um, and had talked to him a few times about maybe uh, switching over to indoor arena soccer. Um, and I guess he decided timing was right and he went for And he went to play it. it what is what is arena, arena soccer? Is that just like indoor soccer, like with the hockey yeah. things? Uh, 
Good question. I'm not sure about the rules. So it's just like turf, right? It's not like back yeah. in the days when we used to have arena football and it was like literally cement with carpet on top of it, right? So yeah, yeah. I, I guess my question is MASL. I mean, it, it's it's good that Miguel gets to stay active, but it's uh, it's kind of a brutal drop in terms of league, right? Yeah, like I mean MLS to USL. I, I think to... I, I, here my idea or my understanding might be that he's willing his commitment also hinges on if like for example he's able to get a call up for a usl team or something like that right okay i think that that would be the smart thing to do is like yeah i'll play this league but if a usa league team calls me because they need someone then i'll go ahead and 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 be able to free to be able to make that distinction i think that's that's what i would understand from from that i mean that's the kind of agreement i would do but yeah because playing arena soccer like playing indoor soccer like it's hard on your knees. <laughs> so I want to say it's like it's different in grass. It's, it's your body well, takes a little bit more more of a thing. So and you got to imagine the pay cut's probably pretty significant too. Like I'm guessing he's yeah. I think I think but in 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 Seattle also he he had some um what was it some endorsing deals that he was doing too when mm-hmm. he was in there. I remember some of that. Plus who knows maybe he can he can be part of the entourage of Raul Ruidia since they were good friends. So. Yeah, or maybe somebody in uh, Aberdeen or wherever else can bring him over, and you know we'll get the get the super. Oh super yeah, Miguel. Miguel Aberdeen would be fun. I would tell you. Know you what I'm that. saying, get them together. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, no, overall, but yeah, but I mean, I did my, the idea that I have like indoor soccer or arena soccer is just like it's like a hockey ring with turf and like plexiglass, right? So, but that. Totally could be the wrong idea that I have, but that's what it comes into my head. It's, and so, yeah, it's, it's, it can be a little bit of that. So we'll see. Is, is it like the hockey rule version, Bridget? Do you know, or is it more? Uh... Oh. I think Bridget's having technical yeah. problems. Again. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I don't, right. we'll, I'm, I'm we'll not too sure. Like, I don't know that, but I'm, but I, um, let me know when we, we can do our, uh, our one, um, one cool news to to end on so i got one more here uh oh, oh okay. you got one go to ahead. add is that what you're saying no you go gonna, yeah I'll add one. super copa is, is today and and that's the uh just like it was for the the feminina side but this is the the men's so uh you've got copa do brazil winner flamengo and then you've got Serie A winner atletico mineiro so they're gonna play at about at about now actually that should be a really good match two really really strong sides Again, they're they're very much in like preseason form, but nonetheless, right. you're taking two of uh, literally the two best teams in the entire league, arguably top five in all of South America. So even if they come out a little rusty, it'll be a good match. I think for me, the funny thing is that Atletico Mineiro has one of the most simplest crests, but yet effective. Like it's I've great, isn't like, it? Yeah, it's like it's like it's like yeah, and then you have the one star on top. Because that's what they've done so far. But anyways, yep. but yeah, no, I think it's 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 great. So yeah, no. Mm-hmm. What's uh, yours? I'll throw it to you, then. You said you got. All right, all right. So I don't know if you recall who. Um, so Nadia Nadim is right. She plays for your Racing Louisville, right? Well, you know her story is a story of like lots of different things that happen. You know they escaped uh, persecution. And um, uh, in Afghanistan and so now, and then they came to play soccer and became really. But they also got a medical degree recently. 
Right. So now, wow. um, okay. Yeah. So they graduated medical school. And so, um, with the medical degree, she got a medical degree focusing on reconstructive surgery. So there you go. So wow, I think she's still on the roster for uh, racing Louisville. As far as I know, I mean, we, we all know what her, um, NWSL career has been like, right? I mean, like Sky Blue FC, Portland FC, right? I mean, Manchester City, Paris, PSG, and now Racing Louisville, right? I mean, like this 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 player can score, right? They, they, that's what, and so now you can add, you know, a doctor degree, right? And now they that's can, um, you know, you can do that. So that's awesome. I think that's you know for a person who had to escape. And be persecuted from a country, come in and discover soccer in in refugee camps, and then end up being you know on a, you know playing by so many NWSL teams and uh, across that, and now being a doctor and still playing. I mean, that's I don't know. That's just crazy. It's beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, well played. This this is like this this is your new thing, Rodrigo. You 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 get to be the closer. You're coming out with some really good ones here. <laughs> well, I mean, she also plays on the Denmark national team too. So I mean, that's. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, that, that about do it for uh, what we've got here. So, thank you, Bridget. Thank you, Rodrigo. Bridget, welcome back. I know you're having technical issues, but we it's nice to see you here towards the end. You know, there's there's that meme and where like you know, people's there's that meme where people are setting uh, the couches on fire, right? I mean, that's uh, literally. I think Bridget soon will be doing the same thing, but with the computer, is be like. Having a ceremony and be like, oh yeah, we're gonna we're, we're gonna yep. get we're gonna upgrade and destroy this. It's gonna be the office yeah. space. She's gonna get a baseball bat and go to work. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck it out the window. Yeah. I, right. I, play I, play disc golf with it. I was like, oh, how far can I toss right. it out? Oh, you okay with it? A little yawner. Yeah. Uh, thank you, listeners. Thank you, Cole. Tell me that baby talk. It's like I've never seen Eric baby talk to anything. I've, I've maybe talked to kids when they were babies too, but I think I've de- they say I do it more to this guy, and I probably do. <laughs> Mister, I don't want to talk right now. Yeah, part of it. Okay, let me ask you a question. Um, yeah, how much time of the day does this dog spend with you, percentage wise? Mm, percentage. So hey, all right, Bridget, Bridget, over under. What do you say? Over under fifty percent. Over. Over. Sixty. Yeah. I a little higher probably. I would say seventy five percent of the time that dog is I on your lap. Yeah. Less lap time because I'm trying to get him to be a little more active and do his own thing and you know get him comfortable like going on the walks and things like that. Oh yeah, they, they will last do that. week though. But yeah. yeah. But the weather turned him better. Ah, it is. It is. So thank you, listeners. Thank you, co-hosts. You got the uh, patreon.com backslash MN football show with all your bigotes content and everything else. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everyone have a nice day. We'll do it next time. So next next week is is that the start? Is that wait, when's the first match? The twenty something, right? Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. So we record on the twenty seventh. And we're actually, you know, we should just announce it now. We have a special guest coming in, Coach Coach oh, yeah. Matt from Minneapolis City. Uh, active on Twitter and apparently um, has questions to me regarding uh, my Newcastle love. We'll be on the podcast. So we'll talk about Minneapolis city, Minneapolis futures um, just overall, you know, with, with the changes that they've done over the past year. So it should be really, really interesting. So send in your questions, tweet us your questions. We'll, we'll send out a tweet, you know, 
Uh, and then we'll just make sure that we ask him, you know, if it's random or not, what, if you want to write haikus or whatnot, I don't really care. We'll just ask everything. Mm-hmm. You know? I have some, I have some questions for him as well too, that I'm trying to, trying to get out of. So we'll see. So yeah, looking forward to that next week. Yeah. Awesome. Até já. We'll see you then. <laughs>